pretty crazy around here. I don't know if you can tell from my hair. I haven't showered. I didn't didn't want to say anything. Yeah. When you have an infant, like sometimes, you know, he gets settled down for the night or for a few hours in the evening, you know, and it's like, all right, now'd be the time to take a shower or you could just go to sleep and you pick sleep every time. And I can honestly tell you, and this isn't hyperbole, I have never been covered with so much regurgitated breast milk in all my life. It's not crazy. even not even the summer of, of uh, 2011? 11 was a crazy year. That was a crazy year. Day. Okay. Just top, every top. year just sometimes, and it's not always you don't hear them. Sometimes it's silent. And you like look down and you're like, oh, there's there is a spit up on my shirt and on my pants and a little bit on my ankle cuff. That's it's crazy. That's it's crazy. It's great imagery. What have you learned so far? I mean, you've learned some stuff about being a father and young. And Not, really. Nothing. Not really. Not really. Just close your eyes and hang on. Yeah, yeah your hair—the listener can't tell this—but your hair is pretty crazy right now. Well, it, I need a haircut. Yeah, I haven't had time to go get one, and uh, yeah, I haven't showered since I showered yesterday. Actually, do you uh, still. I do. You kind of just like uh, right now uh, for the listener. You're like rubbing your head or lying you're getting your hair all crazy do you do that before you go out to the public no i've been wearing hats i don't go out like this i just wear hats and i usually i just go to the grocery store because right now if you if i if anyone saw matt right now they would be like he's got especially saw me standing up i'm wearing adidas pants and a t-shirt and there is like i'm not exaggerating there's a spit up on them so if i yeah i went to the store with yeah i would they would either know I have an infinite home or they'd assume it's crazy or you know, both. I like it. I like it. But are you getting any sleep? I'm getting more than I think I deserve. I think we got lucky. Okay. I get some, but we kind of split it up. I get up super early, do an early morning feed, and the wife kind of stays up later. And then she sleeps in while I do the early morning. So it, uh, yeah, it works out. Well, it's how crazy. many hours are we talking? Uh, I don't know, five or six. That's right. Okay. Not bad. It's not um, bad. Since this is a book podcast, oh, yeah. uh, have you read anything to the to the young child? We are reading in Princess Bride, and sometimes if he's sitting there, I'll just read him snatches of whatever I'm reading. So he gets some <laughs> I Claudius or uh, Count of Monte Cristo. Does he, does he make eye contact with you, or is it just? No, no. We'll send pictures to like my parents and you know his grandparents, and you know we'll like get him in a cute pose or something. And my mom will be like, "Oh, that's so sweet. He's looking at his father." And <laughs> like, well, actually, there he's looking out the window. Or he's looking at the ceiling fan. But you know, you know one like, of these days he'll one of these days he'll look at us, and he he'll just be like, "Do I know you?" Oh yeah. man, I recognize you from somewhere. Well, this has been a heart uh, warming uh, intro. Yeah, put some more, sweet music to it. More sweet than our usual intros. So, welcome to There Will Be Books, a podcast about books and spit up. I'm Peter, joined as always by Matt. Matt, we're talking books today, like always. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be doing our seasonal um, book club selection. We'll have some nominations. It's winter. I, um, it's uh, spring is three months away, four months away. Yeah, the days are starting to get a little longer, a little bit. It's one minute a day, I think. Two minutes a day. Do you ever, yeah. uh, you ever, you ever go on to the websites where it tells you the sunrise and sunset? No, I do. I just look out the window. <sighs> You're missing out. You're missing out. You're missing out. <laughs> now the days are getting longer. A little bit. A little bit. It's neat. It is very neat. Uh, you know what? You know why that is. To be honest. Okay, hold on. Uh, the sun is moving to the no- northern hemisphere. No, it's science. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. I was trying to give you a real answer, but yeah, no, it's a tilty globe, and then like. Summer is on the sunny side of the porch, and then fall it gets shady, and you know winter's on the on the back side. You could put that on a mug 
Well, I sell, sell that. Winner, winners on the backside. No, yeah. you, what'd you say? It's a tilty something? It's a tilty. We live on a tilty globe. Tilty globe. Yeah. What would happen if the globe wasn't tilty? Mm, I don't know. Be always winter and never Christmas. <laughs> you don't get that reference. What is that? I'm going to explain it to you. Simpsons? No. Simpsons. Oh, my God. That's the like, audience. Somebody email us. Email Peter the... the I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to wait until... could be the Simpsons. It's not the Simpsons. I'm not saying the Simpsons right. <laughs> How did they come up with the Simpsons <laughs> name? the Simpsons either. Hey, speaking of, we'll get to our, our seasonal reads, but... Our uh, while we're in the preliminary miscellaneous parts, our our ombudsman, yep, uh, my brother Thad, he uh, texted me. Yep. And he, he must be going through a backlog because he texted me and is like, "Hey, did you know Eminem's from St. Joseph, Missouri?" Really? And I was like, "No, he's from Michigan. Like he may, yeah. he prides himself on being. He wears a tiger's hat. Like he's a Michigan guy. Yeah. And uh, he's like, no, no, he's St. Joe." And it kind of went back and forth, and then he's like, "No, he like he he split time between St. Joseph, Missouri, and Michigan." Like, I'm glad enough. we're getting this Fair cleared enough. up. It's, that's kind of where St. Joseph. Where is St. Joseph's, Missouri? I think it's little uh, west of Kansas City. Why does he care too? By the way, oh, he's into this stuff. He knows, okay. and I just don't know if that counts as a correction because, like, because there's a difference between being from somewhere and then like you happen to be born somewhere. And then yeah. you moved and your whole identity is formed around where you grew up. Like, for instance, the people who are born on that German air base. Yeah, they're not. The military. German. They're not yeah. from Germany, really. But they, they, you know, yeah, you're born there. And then, but you grow up and like. That's a very up. weird reference. I don't know why that popped in my head. But I know, you know, I know what you mean. Like, you know, and it's a neat bit of trivia to be like, oh, did you know so-and-so was born in Germany, even though they're, they have an Arkansas accent and. Hey, hold on. But we got it. Well, you but or whatever. You know what I mean? Like any accent, any accent. Where the difference between being where you're from? Have you been to Arkansas? No, been to Missouri a lot. There's a great song called Arkansas by Damien Gerardo. I like Damien Gerardo. Pretty sad song. Anyway, See, what, um, this, is, this we... is perfect because Thad also told me that he wants he likes it the show, but he wants to do more pop culture. Because that's his thing. So, right. well, I mean, we'll work Dad's on it. Dad's giving us notes and we'll, like, what kind of pop culture what, should we? I, I don't know. He just likes this stuff. I guess the Eminem stuff. Damien Gerard. I don't want to talk about Eminem every week. No, no, not Eminem. Just pop. I think it's like, all right. I wonder I think how I Eminem sh- came up with his name. It's just like Marshall Mathers. So his initials uh, are M and M. I thought it was, I was trying to think, is, is it the candy? No, I think he had to spell it out with an E so he wouldn't get sued by the candy. That's, good. That's a good point. That's is good. that true or is that a plausible lie I just made up? I think you made that up because I, I, yeah, I made it up. In my head, I'm like, I don't even know. Because Eminem is just two M's. With a lot M. of his early raps were like invective against the Mars Candy Company. <laughs> they really got into it. Just edit that out for <laughs> libel reasons. That's not true. Oh, we're not going to get sued by... I would like M and M's if, like, they want to send me peanut M and M's. Or M and M's. And we and we play this portion of the podcast back in court, and all the jury members go, "Really? This is what I'm missing work for? These two dum dums." <laughs> it won't go that far. Okay. But well, anyway, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll keep doing books and stuff. Maybe uh, I don't know. I think we should we could do a movie episode. You still have my DVD copy of The Godfather. I haven't watched it. I know. We'll do a Godfather think, episode at some point. I think I might. Uh, we, we might uh, rent the uh, new Tom Hanks one, which I think. Let me know. How, let me know if that's worth it. Look too. Yeah, I, I like remember Tom when Hanks. the book came out. I'm a real out. big Tom Hanks fan. Mm-hmm. No, I heard it's like twenty dollars to rent. Um, yeah. So you let me know if it's worth it. I'll let you be the guinea pig on that. How about okay? Here's what we'll do. Um. We'll rent it. I'll set up a Zoom call. I'll tilt my camera to the TV. <laughs> and you can watch it too. 
we would get sued if and we've re-recorded that and it was just a bootleg audio yeah, copy this was movie. all a prank don't yeah i'm not we're not doing that but <laughs> no, then we'd get sued if we Happy now that here's your pop culture hey that here's your pop culture we're here's in jail, a rent audio zoom audio of a rented tom hanks movie you ever see that let me know if that's episode? good it looked cool you like see that Seinfeld gritty. episode where the guy films movies with like his camcorder? Yeah, bootleg. People used to do that. I may oh, or may not have seen a couple bootlegs in college. I, don't, I would change topics, but that would be a that would be a weird thing if your friend was like, "Yeah, I'm a bootlegger." And you're like, "Wow, movies?" No, you, you assume whiskey. Like, oh, cool. Like, oh yeah, whiskey. Like, like the Untouchables. And he's like, no. Already movies. Need a camera into the theater. Yeah, that would be fun. We should start that up again when people can go back into movie theaters. Bootlegging. Yeah. Get, what yeah. I'm talking about though is not like not like our you know an iPhone or something, but like a huge camcorder with a tripod. <laughs> so it's very obvious that we're, <laughs> so, we're, that we're assume it's like a prank. <laughs> what is this guy? Just gonna, uh, no, the bootlegging industry might be going the way of uh, actual theaters. Oh, that's sad. I love like good horse thieves. Theater. I love know? a good movie theater. Don't you? You know the uh, the trains put horse thieves out of business. You know what? Kinda... Bootleggers are going to be going out of business, just like uh, you know the train put horse thieves out of business. You ever sneak into a movie theater? Hmm. Hypothetically speaking, hypothetically. hypothetically, we may have known somebody who worked at a theater who would let us in for free. Okay. I think I've done it maybe once or twice. Used to sneak food in all the time because I wasn't going to well, pay. Of course. You go to the gas station before and then yeah. put like Skittles in your pocket. And, yeah. Jeez. Real Ocean's Eleven operation here. I had a friend, yeah. Jordan very artsy we follow him on instagram but we used to go to movies together and we would like uh go to the gas station but we're in just buy some stuff stuff that fit in our pockets and whatever and he one time bought like a full-size thing of like lays chips like barbecue and i treat it seriously i was treating it like i kind of start sweating i was treating it like i'm trying to smuggle like cocaine across the mexican border or something like and he just puts the bag of chips under his shirt like, and then, like Jordan, you're gonna get us caught. Stop it. And he's like, What? And then so as we're waiting in line, he starts talking really loud. He's like, Do I look fat? Do I feel fat? And he just starts like showing it up. And uh nobody cared. Nobody cares. My little 15-year-old self didn't realize that, but uh That's I always remember part. that. It puts the chips on your shirt. Do I look fat? Do I look fat? What is it? Why am I all rustly and crinkly? <laughs> Gotta we just had a he had a big old thing of chips to go see uh some of all fears. That's a depressing movie. It's also yeah. isn't it a book too. It's a book. Hey, we're it's a Tom Clancy book. Hey, yeah, we're the nuclear bomb goes off in the end. And I was like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. But like, Heavy uh, stuff. Ben oh, Affleck's oh. in it. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for that. I like Ben Affleck. Anyway. Uh can we start talking about books? Sure. Uh, I want to talk to you about something I read. So I think I talked to you about this before. I was going to read some more modern literary fiction, the lit fic, as you call it, mm-hmm. sounds derisive and you're like, you're, you hate it. Sometimes you like it though. I, no, I, I like it just fine. Sometimes that um, old crusty soul of yours gets taken in by some good old modern literary fiction. Passion lit fic. I have a kind of Nixonian chip on my shoulder, so that, that might influence my. All right. Well, uh, the f- I checked out a bunch of books, or I put a bunch of books on reserve at the library. Uh, a bunch of them came in, and I read uh, the first one. I just finished it today. Uh, it's called The Liar's Dictionary by Ellie Williams. Yeah. And I will tell you, it's a recommend. Um, it is funny. <laughs> Some some would say hilarious. It's odd. It's uh, smart. Um, it's kind of just lighthearted, instant gratification read. Uh, well, so okay, so let let's, me uh... let me explain what it kind of is. 
That's what I was going to ask you about. It's a dueling timeline story between modern day and then um, the modern day character is Mallory. She is an intern at this um, dictionary, encyclopedic dictionary, where she's like, it's like the head guy who's kind of weird. And then her, those are the only two employees. And their mission is to turn this old dictionary um the business has been passed down from generation to generation and like make a digital form of this dictionary um it's not a very good dictionary they don't it's like missing a lot of stuff and that's what makes it kind of odd the story then jumps back and forth throughout the whole uh plot of the novel to 1899 when the first um group of people working on the dictionary are like coming up with definitions and and stuff like that Uh, and it follows this one guy peter winsworth who this i mean i'll kind of get into some of the stuff why it's so funny he um everyone at work thinks he has a lisp and he was just, when he started working there, he was bored and just decided to have a lisp. <laughs> yeah, so he um, The work, the dictionary felt so bad for him that they sent him to a speech coach so that when he has to go to this like <laughs> speech person type thing, he has to like fake the lisp or whatever. Yeah, he's going to outsmart the speech coach. That That is, I like that. That is the humor of the novel. Okay, so I like, I like that. Um, it's a little like bit... Remind me a little bit of like Catch Twenty Two, sort of like just like jarring but funny. Um, going into it, I thought it would be a lot of like clever word play, sort of like oh look how crazy words are. And I thought eh, that might be a little bit too um, artsy far. I don't know, just kind of like too high, not highbrow, but a bit much, a bit yeah. much. Like uh, you know how interesting are words. Um, there is some of that, but I would say that the characters are charming and funny and just sort of odd. Um, if it, if it fits your kind of comedic sensibilities, I would say this book, if, if it matches, which it did for me, you're really going to enjoy it. Um, what's it called again? The liar's dictionary. Okay. And I, I wrote down something. So during the, uh, Mallory, um, she's kind of describing her job and I thought this was really funny. This is like kind of a, give you an example of the novel. Um, it was my job to answer phone calls that came every day. They were all from one person and all threatened to blow the building up. I suspected the calls were, were the reason for my internship. So it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> she, she thinks that she was brought in as an intern just to answer these phone calls. To feel about, the bomb threats. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The bomb threats are because they changed the definition of marriage to a oh. person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, the Liar's Dictionary. If you're looking for something funny, a little odd, charming, uh, doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, if I had any faults, the ending's a little... It's hard to stick a stick an ending, I guess, on a comedic novel. And this was okay. It was just kind of. I always wish the story was longer in a way. So, yeah, um, yeah, Liars Dictionary. See, you sold me. That's good. It doesn't sound. It's like the pretension in some lit fic I don't like, but this sounds great. This is know? fun. I yeah. I always think like humor and like really funny. Um, storytelling is like the hardest thing to do. I don't know why. I'm, I rarely like laugh uh, or chuckle or whatever to myself during while reading a book. But I was like, this is really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not yeah. just like the smart wordplay and stuff. I think first and foremost is it's really funny it, in kind of like an absurdist type way. So, oh, did you know? Uh, what are they called? Mount Weevils? Something like that are so in dictionaries this is i think a real thing they will purposely put in a fake word for copyright reasons so that if someone copies their like dictionary with the fake word in it 
Oh. Um, then they can know, oh, they, this person just copied our. Oh. And in the story, The Liar's Dictionary, the guy from 1899 just decides to like make up a ton of words. And yeah. so the modern day people are like realizing that there's like hundreds of fake entries. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good fun read. So. Did you know that when you uh, canvas, like for a week, when I first moved out to Colorado, it was the 08 election season. Yep. And I like got a job like canvassing because I just needed work. Mm-hmm. I lasted a week. I hated it. But while I was doing it, they do, they'll put fake addresses on the sheet. So the people you're paying $12 an hour to go canvas can't just like make up. Cause they give you a spreadsheet. Was anybody home? Did you talk yeah. to them with the okay. talking point, which way? And so to keep people from just making like, you know, going to a bar all day and then making it up, they'll put fake uh, addresses on the little sheet that the packets. And then if you were like, yeah, I talked to this person, they'd be like, that's not a real address. Yeah, like, well, this isn't a real address. Why so. can't you, you could just Google that though, couldn't you? I guess now you could in 2008. Just yeah. Had to get out the old phone book and be like, is that? I don't think there's. Maybe, I guess you could now. I don't know what they do now. I lasted a week. I hated, I don't have the personality of that. Just bother people about politics in their home. Nope. Can I come in? Can I talk to you about, uh, yeah. Yeah, how do you feel about it? people do not uh, like that? I would think uh, that sounds like a terrible job. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, Matt, do you want to get into our winter nominations? Yeah, I like the like. I, as far as I can tell, just searching hashtags on social media and stuff, we're the first people to use seasonal reads in this context. Oh, really? There's people say seasonal reads but it's like you know hey christmas books at christmas time and kind of what you think but i'm trying to get i've been using the seasonal reads hashtag trying to get it going for like a a book that you're going to take a longer time to enjoy yeah 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 kind of so yeah the the concept behind our seasonal reads is um longer so our our fall one was uh, the kind of monte cristo which we've released part one of the podcast about uh, but, you know, a very long book, a lot to talk about. So kind of the seasonal things, we, it's not, you know, it's a little bit more in depth than a monthly read. Um, we both have busy lives. So for these ones, we want to give ourselves a little bit extra time to uh, read and um, yeah, okay. digest. It's too big for a month. It's like a project, but it's something there's like, it kind of came up organically with the Count of Monte Cristo. It's like we wanted to do it for our yeah. monthly read. It was just a little too long. And we're like, why don't we just do it like a fall thing? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was fun. It worked out. You can kind of dip in and out at your leisure. So like, let's just do it. It'll be a thing. It'll be a yeah. seasonal thing. So we're picking winter. I think the parameters, there's no like hard, fast rules. It's just, some, you know, anywhere from upwards of a thousand to like maybe a really dense and difficult 500, 600 pages book could qualify. I'd agree with that. You know, but it's just loose parameters, you know. So I got I got three that I'm pretty proud of. I, could, I got I'm confident too. I was talking smack earlier. I was like, I'm just I have a theme. You insist on seeing it as a contest. It is a contest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy. It's just like kind of fun to play with, like, because this will take the podcast and like your reading life and it. Whatever of the six we pick, it going off in any direction. You sound so nervous. Like, you feel like you're going to lose. I can I'm not nervous. I'm I'm, I'm amped. You're amped. I'll pick one of yours, some of mine, no. whatever. Right. Any of the six is an exciting new possibility. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's start. <laughs> let's start. That was good. Uh, you go first. Okay. I'll go in reverse order here. Doesn't so doesn't even know his order that he's going to talk about it, man. Order of preference. If I really had to advocate for one, my big one's the third. But all of them are good. Okay. We'll see. This one, I don't think you've read this author. Okay. Um, Marita, some praise first. Um, if you haven't previously read this author, this is a good introduction to his Lewis Carroll meets Mr. Rogers style. 
a distinctive blend of the wild and the ordinary that can be as engaging as Wonderland itself. I don't know. It is halfway recent. It's not his newest one. It's got a unique title and it is kind of a play reference. It plays off of and it's kind of an homage to a very classic work of English literature. And this is a work in translation. What? It is, let me see, about 930 some pages. I, have, I haven't read the author. I don't think. I have. I haven't read this one, but I really like the two or three of his I've read. You've read in translation. In translation. His stuff kind of deals with the surreal, almost dreamlike quality. Oh, is it? I have no idea. It's 1Q84. Oh, I have read him. I have read him. Which one? I read... Which one did I read? Not like the famous like Kafka on the Shore. What did I read? Wind Up Bird Chronicle? Nope, not that one. That is my favorite. That was that's what got me into him. The Murakami one Q eight four. Oh, what is the one I read? Hard boiled Wonderland, the end of the world. Nope. Norwegian Wood. Norwegian Wood. I knew oh, it has yeah, yeah. it was the Beatles reference. Yeah, but that's one of his more straightforward ones too. That's not as as trippy. Yeah, that one's weird. Okay, one Q eight four. It was uh, yeah. He had a, that's what was that probably ten years ago? I want to say yeah. I remember because I was because I had just read Wind Up Bird Chronicle and Kafka on the Shore. I was like, this guy's good. And he had like he had written 1Q84 in Japanese as a bestseller in Japan. And because I worked at the bookshop, I thought he was being clever and it could get international editions ordered in. And I saw 1Q84 was available. I, remember and I was like, I'm going to order this in under a fake customer's name and then buy it. And I'll get it because the published it was like published next year. Yeah. You know, in English, I was like hey, I'm going to take advantage of this and, and read it early. I order it in. It's a two-volume set in Japanese, right? <laughs> Vertical lettering. And it turns out, like, it's a non-returnable to the vendor. Some, oh, yeah. some book publishers don't take back. And so the store was at a loss for – it was, like, $80, right? And so it's enough to go to the attention of the higher-ups. But I put it under a fake account. It's like, Matt, it said you ordered this for this customer. Do you remember anything about that? And I just, like – Nah, I don't. This is some guy on the phone. I don't know. So. Uh, I, I didn't remember. Yeah, I don't think you told me all that. Yeah. Uh, for, the, <laughs> for the famous bookstore that we worked at, if you I ordered do. like a really rare title, there's a very good chance you could not get that to be sent back to the vendor. Yeah. And I wasn't going to buy. I mean, it would have been cool to have, but I didn't. You know, There I'm was working. one book that was bought. I can't remember what it was. One manager bought or ordered like 40 copies of this oh, book yeah, again. Yeah. And it was the wrong, it had the same title. It was Matterhorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a famous, I remember that. There was a famous. Yeah, it was, a, it was a, it, the, I can't remember who wrote that, but it was like a Vietnam novel. Yeah, a bestseller. Bestseller. Then, but there's another one about yes. like a study of grasslands in the Midwest. One of those uh, you had to watch out because there were Wikipedia articles bound and printed. Yeah. And they're really cheap. But if you ac accidentally ordered one in, you can't return them and nobody's going to buy Wikipedia articles no. for like 25 bucks. It was I like remember there were like 40 of them. And I was like, what are these? And they're like, yeah, we accidentally ordered the wrong book. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's where, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I wonder if that... I did that and I worked, you know, I worked retail my early 20s. I didn't have $80 to spend on a Japanese book. I read. <laughs> it would be cool. Like, it'd be, be cool yeah, it sounds cool. Uh, I wasn't going to read it early. Like I thought. That would be the best book to be like on your shelf. I'm like, oh, you read, and you're like, open uh, it up. Indeed. Like, but so for all that, I, I, I was looking forward. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I was looking forward to reading this book. I'd ordered it and was going to read it early. I bought it. And then for one reason or another, I, I never I have it. a copy of it. I bought it at Dude, a oh, uh, yeah. library book sale. Dude, it's good. 
He, Are you read good. it? No, no, I haven't read it. He's good. Okay. And this is just, it's been staring at me for like 10 years. Okay. Like, you know what? It's a winter read. It's like a playoff 1984. It's, he's really good at describing okay. surreal okay. dreamlike stuff, but like not in a boring way. Like Wind Up Bird Chronicle is like. He's extremely book. famous and um, yeah. yeah, beloved author. So, so anyway, I, I would. All right. No, it's really good. I'm. I'm not dismissing it. Yeah. I'm it's I actually am intrigued. Yeah. Uh let's see here. My first nomination. Won the Pulitzer Prize in 1975. I'm not gonna tell you the genre yet. David Halber Halberstam said, surely the greatest book ever written about a city. But it's not about a city, really. It's kind of about a city, but it's about a person. It's a place in a city about a person. The author is most known for another series of books. Series. It's currently still, I think, still writing. Not done. Still alive, still writing. Okay. I did not know about this book until just about a week ago. That's Long nice. book. Give me the genre-ish. Biography. It's a biography, nonfiction. Nonfiction. Robert Caro. Yes. Power broker. Yes. Ah, dude, that's funny. Yeah. Why is that? Funny? I didn't, but it was. I was. I like the Lyndon Johnson series, and so I thought about. I, it's not one of my three now. It might be like a summer nomination. The Lynn, his Lyndon Johnson one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's about oh. Robert Moses. Yep who was his, he basically, I did not know this, um, shaped like New York City. Yeah. And it's Dude, like, never heard of. Yeah. It was like the most powerful person in the city for decades. Like 19, yeah. from the 1930s to like uh, 1970s, maybe. I think it, by that time, his, his influence and power is waning. But just, I mean, the book goes in depth about this guy's life, the city, wow. how it works, how he, he, um, I think reading up about it, he was like really pro the car. And so he wanted to design the city based on the car. Maybe not. Oh yeah. All those cool all old neighborhoods. He, yeah. He and like, I, I don't know. It just sounds fascinating for a book. Yeah. Um, I have a, uh, uh, like a reference book called a thousand books to read before, um, before you die, which is kind of a silly title, but it just came out a couple of years ago by James Mustich, but it's excellent. Cause it gives you like kind of, details about the books he chooses and they're kind of unusual and this is one of his books that he, he picked. Okay. So I thought yeah. um, it caught my eye and I was like huh The Power Broker yep. what do you that's think? That's a good nomination That's a good that's nomination a little left that. field too, you probably weren't expecting that Well, not for, No, I have a copy I, I love I don't have a copy of the book but yeah I've Oddly enough I've only read the first and fourth of the Lyndon Johnson series Oh really? But they're so good. Robert Caro is a really good author. He makes like Lyndon Johnson's life so entertaining and just really, it is really well done. So yeah, that could be good. Yeah, the power. Like power. the modern, I, I, was, I read about, uh, actually Gore Vidal wrote a pretty good review of the power broker. That's kind of how I know about all that stuff. But yeah, all the cool old neighborhoods in New York, like that are gone now to, to make way for like Long Island Expressway and everything. That's yeah. because- Robert Moses just kind of knew how to work the bureaucracy. He was never elected to anything or mm -hmm. anything like that, but he, he was probably the most powerful person in the city for a long time. That's a good choice. Thank you. That may wind up happening. We'll see. Okay. Uh, your your, your second nomination. I like that a lot. Okay. This one has been on my to be read list for a long time. Uh, da, 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 da. Famous author, definitely heard of him. One of the titans of 20th century literature. Okay. Need to read more of him. Uh, let's see. Anthony Burgess said this about the book. We are not in the fairyland of James Bond, but a real tough world ennobled by the author's literary skill. He was the right man to exalt the history of the CIA into something better than history. James Elroy? No. But I think it's in that vein. This is, I think, maybe the most interesting 
fiction that the guy wrote it's it's like uh, uh did he write nonfiction too fiction nonfiction, um some meta stuff but this is kind of like a history of the cia written through fiction is it john like Uh along those lines but no it I, I is tom clancy no 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 little it's harlot's ghost by norman mailer okay oh you know what it's presented as uh i don't know fairly what i don't want to say accurate you know because I, I i'm actually curious now having read some other books about like pissed the cia and in yeah. the 60s the connection between the bay of pigs and the kennedys and all that i'm curious how this comes off but seems to the very least it'll be entertaining like an old spy kind of like Okay. Retires and dictates his memoirs. Um, no, I I'd heard of this book. Yeah. It's I didn't. You know, I, I vaguely knew Mailer wrote this, uh, like a history of the CIA. I just never. Um, okay, I was not expecting that. Yeah, check out this quote from Salman Rushdie. It treats the CIA as one gigantic living organism and shows us not only how it breathes moves hunts feeds but also how it dreams immense fascinating and in large part brilliant okay i don't know harlot's ghost be good big fat novel about espionage and this one my paperback copy is 1189 pages yeah i was just looking it up it's not a short book well but that's what right, we're that's doing the point here. of the seasonal so Dang, anyway, bad. I've always wanted to read that. I think I could put myself in the mood if uh, you wanted to go that route. All right. Um, let's see here. Good selection. Good nomination. My third or my second choice, second nomination is, let's see here. I'm going to save the best for last. Um, Jill Lepore, These Truths, uh, One Volume History of the United States. Nonfiction? Nonfiction. These truths. Let me look. I've never heard of that. These truths came out 2018. Uh, got a lot of rave reviews. Um, so I have a theme kind of of America through the lens of maybe a, one figure, oh, okay. a, a general overview, and then my last selection. You'll see. Okay. What it calls this uh, a Lincolnian American history. All right. Harvard professor. Read up about it. Yeah. Uh, okay. I thought you had this book for some reason. You don't have this book? No. No. I mean, I could get it. I like it. seems like the subject matter is right. Are you opposed to a big general history of the United States? No. That's something you're interested in reading yeah okay um i just it was a book that i've been meaning to read since it came out and then it kind of tight tied into my theme of america and yeah, yeah america okay. too. um it wasn't my strongest one but I, th- I still think it would be a good book to read yeah but we'll see uh a history major so there you go history major i took um i needed a second it wasn't like a minor. I just needed a second field in college. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've told you. I think I told you this before. I needed a second field and I needed like 18 credits in it. And I didn't know this until my second semester or yeah, my last semester of college, senior year, that I needed to take all these extra, like try to pick <laughs> a field. I was an English yeah. major, so I had some history credits. So I basically took four history classes, and it went from like 1830 to modern day, all at once. It was crazy. Okay. Well, nice. There you go. Nice. Old, old history fact for you. So uh, your last nomination, Matt. Okay. This is a good one. This is the one I've just left my own devices. Okay, you're just going to pick it. I'd just be like, okay, we're doing this one. But, you know. So, unique 
I know nothing comparable to it except Lord of the Rings. Oh my god. Okay, continue. <laughs> I was like, this- how we picked the same book. Did we? No, 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 it's, I, no, no. It's famous. It's sci-fi technically, but as far as I, I know, oh, there's no spaceships or whatever. Um, it's really famous. famous. People really love it. Um, may or may not be the basis of the movie Tremors. Or at least there's gigantic worms oh, in both of them. Think Dune? Dune, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. You don't like Dune? I've read Dune. Read I don't think what? I've understood Dune. You read it and didn't understand it? Yeah. yeah. Have you... So, are you do... just the first Dune? Because there's multiple Dune books. Just, no, the original Dune. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. I would like to read to understand dune i would like to be like oh that was you know when you read a book sometimes you're like i don't get this this is a me yeah. issue it's not a book issue yeah yeah when did I, you read it how old were you i was early 20s maybe okay maybe so I was enough little, time has passed and yeah i was i didn't that was like, that i think was my first fantasy sci-fi book i've ever read okay. Okay. which is a very it's not it's not um it's not like super accessible in the beginning from what I remember it, the world is like complex and a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, ooh, they're also making a movie too. Yeah. I hear people do not like the original David Lynch version. Like I, I get the sense it's hard to film. Yeah. But we'll see. I've always wanted to read it. It's supposed to be, you know, it's like, politics philosophy wrapped up in like, i i am willing i'm story. definitely willing to reread the book okay. i think it'd be a good project good seasonal okay. read you know i have a little mass market copy it's eight yeah, me too. pages it is dense too so it's not like a it's not a book you can just fly through it's the perfect thing for a long leisurely read and people love it. People like get really into it. Oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That's a, like they do Lord of the Rings. People reread it every year or whatever. And okay, I don't know. Right. Pretty good. Hmm. Uh, my last nomination is uh, not technically one book. I'll just say that um, yeah. it's Forgotten Classic. Um, I have been wanting to read this book for a long time. Um, I think I started the first book. 10 years ago or more. Yeah, definitely more than 10 years ago. And read, I don't know, 50 pages. And it was like, I don't know, make heads or tails of this. We've talked about this author before. I think we've talked about this book before. It's the USA Trilogy by John Dos Passos. Ooh, okay. We read the whole trilogy? All three books. So yeah, it's the 42nd Parallel, which was released in 1930. It's 1919 by night. that was released in 1932 and then the final book is the big money uh that was released in 1936 all together it's about 12 to 1300 pages all three all three okay um if you're not familiar with the trilogy i'll read a little bit about it um it's kind of it was ahead of its time and it's still um kind of considered like a how it's in form um those passos did a lot of like i don't even know how to describe it there's like sections that are almost seem like they're like newspaper clippings basically um he's trying to capture many different voices at once of kind of like america at the time um and this is from that same kind of books to read um Dos Passos works are not conventional novels, but rather collages of newsreels, stream of conscious description set pieces offering capsule biographies of inventors and thinkers such as Thomas Edison and the Wright brothers, running narratives following the development of a handful of characters. They were bold at the time of writing and remain striking today. Um, it's kind of this also described as a vast history painting a montage of carefully constructed panels juxtaposed to create a complete voice, more vivid, more resourceful, more impersonal. Um, yeah. So I think it's a little, um, 
kind of a forgotten classic in some ways. People know about it, but I don't think a lot of people read those passes. I read Manhattan Transfer, which is a similar in style from what I gather, um, which was good, but I don't know. I didn't, I don't think that book, when I was reading, I was reading other stuff and it didn't have my full attention, I guess. But yeah, yeah the USA trilogy, which is really three novels. Yeah. John that is, you know. Where so are we, where are we feeling right now? Oh, man. Those are good. Those are good. It's te- I'm trying to think of what direction of yours. I, I like the power broker a lot. Yeah. That'd okay. be fun. I, I like the dos pasos too. Okay. These truths, I think we'll just take that one out. Um, out of your three, one Q eight four Hollitz Ghost, dude. I'd say the Norm Mailer is probably last on my what okay. I would want to read. So we'll take those out. So now that okay. leaves us with four, four, one Q eight four, Dune, uh, the Power Broker, and the USA trilogy. Okay. All right. Well, let's think about what direction we want to take this thing. What do we want to do the next for next three months? Okay. What do you want to dwell on? And then like, we'll probably do like a three part episode here in like April. So what do we want to like, do we want it to be like a, a... out of the four left? I think one Q84 is the lowest on my list on yours. Okay. Dune is right there. For lowest. No, as like top. No. Oh, top. Okay, well, because I I didn't know you'd read it. Yeah, I have read it. Because if you had, if you had, because I was thinking maybe you'd be like, oh, I need to get to that too, and yeah. then you're like, okay, well, let's do that. But I don't already... remember a thing. I remember being very confused. Um, yeah. and then obviously I didn't like being confused. Doesn't lead to, to being like, oh, I loved it. I was so confused. <laughs> like, but in theory you're smarter in theory, than, i'm than smarter are. hopefully and you'll be reading it looking for something so yeah, okay, so let's have mine somebody i think would be helpful um so okay of mine it's dune okay and then so of yours i don't know robert carr is a good author i know anything by him the power broker sounds interesting i might just get that by myself yeah um is tempting it's weird it's unique i think there's a lot to unpack there as far as what he's doing with the story what's merit you know what is um and that's the point of doing he also is a contemporary of like you know hemingway and all these famous authors and he was friend he was really good friend uh he shows up in don powell's diaries i think he was uh all he was um in World War One, as I want to say, it, they said it was like he was also an ambulance driver. Don't okay. think that's 100% accurate, but <laughs> I, I read that somewhere. Somewhere around there. <laughs> yeah. uh, and they had a split. They like uh, him and Hemingway had a, like a falling out over their views on communism from the Spanish Civil War. <laughs> oh, okay. Once again, this isn't, you know. Seems like Hemingway is a jerk to a lot of people. Yes. He had falling outs with everybody, and it's kind of like the common denominator is uh, Hemingway. Yeah, so. yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it's maybe if you're having falling outs with everybody, uh, it's you. Yeah, it may not be everybody else. So. Uh, what do you? Oh man, Dune. I could do Dune. Do you want to do Dune? Dune or the Power Broker? Let's do Dune. Okay. Wait, hold on. Yeah, let's do Dune. Do Dune? Yeah, let's tackle Dune. And if right. I if I hate it, if I don't get it the second Part time, of it? I'm gonna be so pissed. Okay. <laughs> or I mean, we can read. There's like, I, how many? I'm gonna look this up. So we're picking Dune. Uh, okay, I'm down. I think that'll be good. It'll you know, if they are releasing the movie by Frank Herbert. Yeah, the movie's coming Finally. out. There's six books in the series. You know that. Yeah, we're just doing one. We're, we're not just doing, doing Dune. We're just doing the first one. one. Okay. Okay, I think this will be good, and we'll see if you like it. it I've noticed just kind of just doing the podcast over these few months, like reading stuff with an eye towards like, okay, I'm going to have to talk about yeah, this. Yeah, it, it is helpful. Hours. You do see more. Yeah. You know? You kind of focus, and yeah. 
So okay, some okay. of these might resurface. Yes. Like I wouldn't be disappointed if the Dos Passos trilogy showed up in the summer selection okay. or something. We might, because that that's that was a good selection. I do want to read him. And also, one QA four is just like a big. That's almost like modern fiction. That would be fun too. I might throw that in so. in fall or something. Okay. So, Dune Winter seasonal read is Dune by Frank Herbert. Most people probably maybe have a copy, old copy. Who could, I think the, the new copies coming out. Try not to get the movie copy. I've never been a fan of movie copy don't, editions. Movie tie-in covers. I don't think you can even get one. Even with movies I like, like yes. Lord of the Rings. Like I love those movies, but I don't get the. Who is who isn't doing the movie? I don't even know the new one. I have no clue. Kyle MacLachlan was in the old one. Dune movie. David Lynch directed it. I, they don't if I, if if anybody likes even people who like David Lynch I guess don't really like Dune or if people like it they like it kind Timothy of Timothy Chalamet ironically oh the new one yeah yeah I don't know when it's gonna be out yeah all right all right good. Good. so to recap Dune is our seasonal read um, if you need a new funny odd uh, book to read that you're you know buy or get it at your library the liar's dictionary by ellie williams highly recommend um all right anything any book bookish thoughts news musings this week i'm going to be live tweeting the football games again nice kind of fun i had uh a sleeping child in one arm, my phone in the other. I was watching football and I just had some funny jokes come to me and then nobody responded, but it's okay. I'm not offended. Yelling to me. It's kind of one of the things about Twitter. It's like the epitome of like a lone man sitting in his basement talking aloud to himself with the illusion that other people are listening. I felt like a mix of like stereotypical like sitcom dad. Like, well, that's a, that's a penalty right there. You say it aloud, like looking around. It's like, oh, I'm by myself. Like, I thought of some funny jokes, and I tweeted football jokes with hashtags and everything, and then just like mm, crickets. Well, if the listener wants to make you know, Matt not feel so lonely, he, you can get in contact with us in many ways. Twitter, at the Twitter. Watch for me this Sunday. Watch for Matt's commentary there. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram, and uh, where we post pictures of books and, and such. Uh, you can also email us at willbebooks at gmail.com. Let us know uh, if you've read Dune, if you're interested in reading Dune. Um, so, uh, what else do we have? We have a Ko fi page. Yeah. Kind of like a tip jar where you can donate and support the uh, podcast that, that way. We, we will also be having a Patreon. Um, those are going to be coming out and as a way for the listener to support the podcast and as we kind of create a community of, of readers and and uh, go forth. So did I cover everything, Matt? That that should do it. That's All right. The main any, any final thoughts, musings, quotes? You know what? Throwing shade is actually good if it's hot, right? No, so next bad. time somebody insults you in the summer, say thank you. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>